0: It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard
1: on a Monday. Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton uh, did uh, five softball games over the weekend. Uh, Brady, I've now seen 15 softball games this year. 279 runs scored. That's 18.6 runs per game. Uh, and I've now seen so the
2: average score is like ten to eight.
1: Yeah, and I've now seen twenty-seven home runs that count, and a twenty-eighth that didn't. That I, I guess we'll get into uh, uh, later.
2: Yeah, uh, I saw it's a dumb rule. Like I see some home runs, but you see all of them. Like I think the only game where I've had like a home run bonanza was Marine City, Cousin uh, I saw I saw a home run I think in every game. Or maybe not the last game, but I think I saw three home runs yesterday. I had a grand slam.
1: I had, for the second time this season, a girl hit two home runs in one inning. I had uh, what should have been four home runs in one inning. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, we'll, we'll, we'll get to all that, but we did the, uh, the St. Clair tournament on uh, Saturday. I did a doubleheader on Friday uh, of softball. You had a baseball game on Friday. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll start uh, there and let the boys go first this time, but we'll do all that when we come back from the break. open eight to six weekdays, nine to three on Saturdays. Michael's your dealer for the people.
4: Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union, real advantages for real people.
0: 44, Duraclean by Bachelor. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
1: And you're back with Dennis and Brady on the Tri County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. And uh, let's start with uh, some baseball from Friday because uh, Brady had a, a nice uh, matchup between Crosslex and Marine City, and it sounded like he had a fun game, actually.
2: Yeah, and, you know, these games, especially once you get into league play, I'm not saying they don't, like, care because obviously it's two local teams that they want to win, but you're not throwing your best guy. You're not going 105 with him. Uh, it started off pretty well for Crosslex. And, in, 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 well, actually, uh, for Marine City, rather, sorry. I was looking at the wrong page. First inning, uh, it started off Isaac Lerma for a cross-lex, but Mason Walker had a single. Wyatt Walker had a hell of a day. He ended up going four for four and missed a home run to dead center by about a foot. Um, he doubled in Mason Walker. So they were up one nothing. and you had Mason Walker start off on the mound. He went 1-2-3. Uh, to start the, the first, uh, he walked one, but then ended up picking him off. So it's one nothing, and then 4 runs score. You had a, a couple walks, an error, and then Ian Blackstock with an RBI single and another RBI single from Wyatt Walker. And it's 4 nothing. and I was like, oh, wow, this Cross- or this Marine City team has improved a lot. And then Kroslak settled down a <laughs> bit and got in the groove. In the top of the third, they shut out. Uh, Marine City, Isaac Lermo only went two and two thirds. Hunter Soper ended up pitching the rest of the the day. Remember that name? Uh, yeah. He is, when you have a guy who's like six, six on the mound, that's imposing. (laughs) That's the batter. He's like halfway to home plate when he throws it. And then in the bottom of the third, uh, it was all cross Lex. You had six runs come across the score, including an RBI double from Tyler Johnson, a two RBI single from Jake Townsend, a two RBI single from Hunter Soper, and yeah, another double from Joey Knoll that I that might I don't know if that scored a run or not. I didn't write that down, but looks like it would have. But yeah, a lot of hits in that third inning, and they're up six to five. They put up two more runs in the fourth. They had an insurance run in the bottom of the sixth, and Marine City did threaten in the se- in the seventh, but could only push across two runs, but uh, no, it was a fun game. Marine City pitched five different players. You saw Mason Walker, Matt Simons, Carter Ames, Jeff Heslip, and Wyatt Walker all get on the bump for that game, and you know, I got to see a good Cross-Lex team who, again, only pitched Lerma and Soper, but they can hit. And they are, from what I understand, one of the top teams in the BWAC. And I know we'll see – oh, you'll see a good game tonight. You're going out to cover Richmond-Cross-Lex because, yeah, from what I understand, that could have huge implications on the BWAC standings that are non-existent to find. Right.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's impossible to find anything. I know Richmond is very good.
2: I think they're still undefeated.
1: And I'm hoping – that Croslex didn't play this weekend, and Tyler Johnson's on the hill tonight. Because I'd like to see him pitch, because all I hear is that he can bring it.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure Crosslex was had that in the back of their mind. I don't know how many he I think he had in the complete game shutout against Algonac, which was Wednesday or Thursday. I don't know if that got bumped to Thursday. But, yeah, I don't think he went over 90 pitches, and that was with, like, four errors.
1: Wow.
2: I know Marysville's got good
1: pitching. Utica's got to have good pitching. I mean, I know the Vikings ha- have been a little slow out of the gate offensively, but uh, the Marysville Utica series last week was all low-scoring games. I know there was a one-nothing game in there. I think the one game, the high-scoring game, was three to two or something like that, and then they had a three-one game on Friday, where Ryan Ferguson. Hit a home run to uh, knock in the only run for the
2: Vikings. Yeah, if, if, if I told Caleb Dahlman his team would give up six runs throughout the week, I think he'd take that, not knowing he was going to take one out of three from Utica. Yeah. So I, I think the pitching's going to be the name of the game in MAC uh, blue softball.
1: Yeah. Uh, Smayfield, couple of hits. Colin Richards, I like Colin Richards. I saw him pitch against um, Lakeshore, and he went four and two thirds uh, on uh, Friday. Gave up two runs, five hits. Um, that'd be a good start for a Tiger pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> Softball is another story completely runs, 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 runs. And it started for me on Friday with a, a high-scoring doubleheader between Northern and Crosslex. Uh, Northern stands at home plate and they mash, like because that's the style now. Croslax is old school uh, for me. Like it, It's what I remember softball being in the 90s and early 2000s. Slap hitting, bunting, using your speed, pressuring the defense, taking bases, balls in the dirt, runners are going. It just doesn't matter. I mean – uh, they're, they're crazy. They scored 16 runs. I bet they had less fewer than 10 RBIs because they score runs on double steals. They score runs on wild pitches and past balls that barely get by the catcher.
2: So they're aggressive.
1: They're very aggressive uh, on the base paths, and their top two girls uh, in the batting order, Riley Robertson and Kendall Westrick, can just fly around the base paths, and they have another girl, Oliver, um, who they use as a courtesy runner, and I mean they just steal bases. What did they have? They they had something like seven stolen bases in the first game of the doubleheader. I mean they're just it it, it was crazy. It was go go go. Um, Northern ended up sweeping though, winning eight to seven and ten to nine. They had to come from behind in the first game. They were down four to one in the bottom of the uh, third and it, it was basically they loaded up the bases, and Megan Prangy lined out to first for the second out, and um, Mackenzie Shagney came up, just a freshman, and two quick strikes on her, and it looked like, okay, Crosley's going to get out of the inning. It's going to be another long day for Northern. Randy Shagney's never going to invite me back to a softball game. <laughs> and then, pow, she ripped a two-run uh, single that – Cut the score to, to four to three, and from there the the Huskies kind of took over the uh, the ball game. And uh, Allie Shagney hit another rainbow home run out to center field. Uh, the score, you know, the scoreboard, the setup at at Northern, she hit it past the scoreboard. That's a decent poke. It it was a moonshot. She went four for four in the first game with two singles, a double, and a home run. Drove in three runs. Scored a, a, a couple of uh, runs. Um, Kira Ramzik had a couple of hits and drove in a run. Uh, Brooklyn Schultz, good player for crosslex two hits, drove in a uh, run. Uh, and Laura McGee, who caught the first game and I think is a really good catcher, um, she had a hit that knocked in a couple of runs. And then you get to uh, to game two, and it was more of the uh, the same, uh, the the first inning. And, and, and I don't like – there are some rules. We're going to get into rules uh, or things that are done. Because I, I don't know if it's a rule. I think it's something the teams just agree on. But in, in softball, they flip-flop. So the home team is the home team for only one game. Yeah. And then in the second game, the visitors get to be the home team. And, and it's be, they, they said it's because you're playing the two games and you're not going to the other team's field, so they give each team a home game as though it were like a home-and-home Series. Ah, Yeah, I was kind of the the same way. Uh, I guess they don't do it in league. Right. Because in league, you're going to go to the other place. Right. It's just these non-league doubleheaders, since you're not going to the other place later in the year, they do it that way. I still
2: don't like it. But after two innings, the score was 8-5. to Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think at one point uh, you texted me Ali Shagney's stats like during an inning break, and it it sounded fake.
1: Yeah, so she went 4 for 4 in the first game. The second game, single, double, double, and then she was safe on an error on a soft little ground ball, and the girl threw it over the first baseman's head. Uh, But she scored four times in that game. So she scored six times. She had seven hits. She drove in five runs. She hit three doubles and a home run. Uh, I mean, it's video game numbers. She loves it when Get Stuck on Sports is there. She always she's got four home runs this year. Three of them are games that I've done, and the other
2: one was a game that you did. Yeah, no, and and here's the thing I've noticed not just with her, but like the po- other power hitters you can name, like like a Claire Borg, who also I think has four home runs on our on our station. It's more of what you see in like Major League Baseball, where they're not going to get cheated on a swing. They're like, guess what, you can shift, you can do whatever you want, you can't defend the home run, I'm swinging for the fences. And some days you go, okay, you leave, and they're, they're 0 for 3 with a couple of ground outs and a strikeout. And other days you have this where, yeah, everything's just a rocket off the bat. Uh,
1: Riley Robertson for Crosslex, 6 for 8 in the doubleheader, and I think 5 of the 6 hits were bunt singles. <laughs> She scored uh, four runs, stole four bases. I mean, just again, the, they they play that old school kind of uh, softball, uh, and and it was uh, it was fun to uh, watch. And Megan Prangy got two saves. You don't see that very often either in softball. She saved both games of the doubleheader.
2: <laughs> yeah, and again, it seems like this year, at least in our little area, if you can hold a team to. Six or seven runs more times than not, you (laughs) You have a chance chance to win. Like you said it, you see eighteen runs a game. It's (laughs) it's not like you're looking at it going, okay. A lot of these teams have the guns. Hold them to five or less. We should be able to hit around enough. I mean, I know I've seen more pitching than you have. Like even this this weekend's another good example. We'll talk about that in a bit. But yeah. Yeah, offense is, is – I don't know what happens when you show up, but the bats come alive. You said what, two games you haven't seen a home run? Yeah, only two games all season. The
1: second game of the doubleheader on Friday, the 10-9 game, was only the second time I hadn't seen a home run. And oh, last week I had an 8 nothing game, uh, Marysville-Marine City, where the wind was blowing out and I didn't get a home run. Uh, uh, Smith hit one off the fence on the, the fly early in the game but I didn't get a home run that day, and I, and I couldn't believe it because the wind was blowing out, and it, there's already a jet stream at Marysville. It's, a, it's been a launching pad there the last few years. Just a couple other games from uh, Friday, and then I think before we get into the tournament, we'll take a break. Yeah, because there's a lot to talk about yeah. from Saturday. Uh, Centerline beat PH 14-3. St. Clair beat Eisenhower 8-7, to 7, and uh, Cousineau beat Cardinal Mooney 18 to uh, 13. And while we're doing it, I'll give you some soccer scores because actually I was looking at the records. Most of the teams uh, in our area are 500 or better in girls' soccer. So uh, PH got a 6 0 win over Roseville. 6 0. That's soccer talk. Uh, Lance Cruz North beat Northern 4 0. St. Clair over Warren Mott 8 0. Klaus- Clausen is undefeated. They're 5 and 0. They beat Marine City 5 0. More soccer talk. Every time. The ba- the battle's on the pitch. More soccer talk. Algonac <laughs> was beat with- Yale 4-0. Uh, and Marlette beat Memphis 3-2 in the uh, only game that was reported where both teams scored.
2: Yeah, and yeah, I think it was – I don't know if it was Friday or Saturday, but I know Memphis softball is still rolling, but we can talk about that too. Yeah, they're,
1: they haven't uh, – or they've only lost 11 once, right? One. Yeah. Yeah,
2: they 11-1. Yeah, they were at a tournament in Mount Morrison. yeah, they, they are – They're a team I think we need to keep an eye on because I think they might be in a district with Algonac. I'll have to double check. But, yeah, they're rolling along nicely. All right. uh, We'll take a break, and then we'll talk
1: about what we saw on Saturday and what I saw on Saturday were a bunch of dingers. 72185.
5: on Port Huron Schools.
0: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. So, uh, funny thing. I think it's a funny thing
1: because uh, we were were setting up on Saturday. We got over to the uh, St. Clair Little League complex, which, by the way, is fantastic. Uh, I really like it there. I like the field. Yeah, because you
2: have never really seen it before. No, not really. Like,
1: we drove through it once a couple weeks ago just because, you know, we're, we're thinking about doing some stuff there this summer. Yeah. And I wanted to kind of check it out and see what it was. And so we had kind of predetermined, like, I'll do the games on field one, you do the games on field two. And I didn't even know where the fields were, like which fields we would be using and, mm-hmm. and all that. So we got there and I got all set up pretty quickly. And you were eating your breakfast. So you started setting up after me, which is fine. No, I mean, it was early in the morning. I had had a good breakfast. So I wandered down over by Brady before my game started. I'd already gotten my lineups. I was all set up and and ready to go. We were just waiting for the umpires to show up, and then we were going to start playing the game. And and I went down to to see how his setup was going and and where he picked and all that, and he was writing down the Richmond lineup, and I immediately, my eyes went, (laughs) right to Shea Van Scooter's name, and I said, I remember her, she's good. I said, she's really good. I think it was at country day I saw her hit a bomb in a rainstorm during a playoff game, and they have, like, artificial turf there, and she was smacking the ball all over the place. And, and you know, yeah, I said, she's good. Then I get a text about 20 minutes later, Van Scooter leads off the game with a home run. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and I just responded, "Told you she was good." Yeah, <laughs> And
2: it wasn't a cheapie either. Like, and the f- at least the field I was at, from what I was told, they don't have the the signs up, and it does look a little deeper. Like usually, softball fields are two hundred. I heard these are about two twenty, 220, two twenty five in left and right field, and just a hair longer, maybe two thirty in center. So a home run there is not a cheap one at all. And then she didn't, yeah. It it wasn't a fence scraper either on the yeah, deeper fence. You
1: were definitely on a bigger field than I was because I don't know that my fences were more than two hundred all the way around. And right field looked maybe shorter than that. Right field looked about one ninety to me, <laughs> but that might have just been me. Mm-hmm. Again, they they didn't have it up, but but my mine looked like a small field, and I had a ton of home runs.
2: But. So, do you want to start with my game yes. since you mentioned Shea Van Scooter? Yeah. yeah, so the home run let it off, and then a uh, uh, Lauren Creon uh, ended up scoring after a single in the first, so it's 2-0. And, of course, Van Scooter gets on the mound too. Why not? And 1-2-3 first inning. All right. 1-2-3 second inning. Strikeout, strikeout. uh, Ground out. One, two, three, third inning. So she's perfect through three. And then it's a strikeout, hit batter, strikeout, strikeout. So through four innings, she had six strikeouts and was just absolutely cruising. Taking a no-hitter into the fifth inning, which, again, with the hour and uh, 30-minute time limit, was going to be the last inning. And it's 3 nothing after... Uh, Creon scores again on on an error, and and Richmond did get shut down after that first inning. Like, it was scoreless softball. Then, walk, her first walk of the day, error, which it was a hit ball hit right back to her. She turned fired, and now you got two runners on, still with a no-hitter, but the tying runs at the plate. Got a ground out and a strikeout. She's down to her final out that she needs. And it's a two RBI double, and you're going, we just went from a no-hitter to a one-run game with a tying run 120 feet away. She got the final strikeout. She ended with nine strikeouts and the home run, and she was fabulous in that game yeah but yeah richmond struggled a bit after a a big top of the first inning and only put across one unearned run the rest of the way
1: and and you'd have thought that they lost the game when i talked to howard stewart before my next game because i had them Mm -hmm. for their second game against north branch and he was just like you know that that team we're better than that team, and we had chances. And you know, sometimes my girls just don't want to hit the ball. <laughs> and, like he's just he's being a coach, yeah. A you know, guy
2: that's done it for fifty
1: years yeah. or whatever it is, and
2: they they win, but not not sad. Yeah, so yeah, Richmond. Like it was a win, but it wasn't a good win. Like we didn't play the way we were supposed to play. Yeah, so Richmond like, ended up beating Sterling Heights Stevenson three to two. Do you want me to just go through so my it, day? It's, it's
1: funny that that. Um, you went five innings in a three to two game, yeah. Because my first game was ten to one, and we played all seven innings.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you want to go through your? Do you want to go Let's like? Just,
1: yeah, we'll we'll alternate, alternate. Okay. here. So I had my first game was North Branch and Saint Clair, and uh, North Branch ended up uh, scoring six in the uh, third inning to kind of bust the game wide open, and they went on to a ten to one uh, win. But uh, they scored kind of an, an ugly run in, in the first. There was a, a single. They tried to bunt the runner over and it was a throwing error. Uh, and then later in the inning, uh, Emily uh, Lutecher, uh had an RBI single to make it one to nothing. Then in the uh, third inning, Jasmine Mulk led off with my first home run of the day, a line drive to center field that was an absolute missile. Like the, the ball cleared defense by a, a foot. So what, what were those fences? Six feet, maybe. So Hit the ball, that. the ball was never higher than seven feet off the ground. Just, just Hit that hard. Just, just a, just a BB. So that made it two to nothing. Then the next two girls made weak groundouts, and then all of a sudden, a single, an error, an RBI single, an RBI single, a fielder's choice where everybody was safe. They they tried to get an out at the plate actually, and the runner mm. beat the throw. Uh, and then a two run uh, double by uh, Jasmine Girlish, and the next thing you know, it's 7 to nothing, And you're like, like out of nowhere. Uh, then they got a home run from Lutecher, Uh and then later they got uh, a home run from Alana Dusheski down the right field line. But uh, The Ludisher home run was, was to left. So you had a home run to center, a home run to left, and a home run to right. Uh, and Claire Borg hit one down the left field line for St. Clair late in the game to get them on the board that I thought was going to land on your field. <laughs> Yeah, like she smoked it down the left field line, maybe five feet fair, and, and it was just an absolute bomb. Claire, Claire Borg can hit. Um, so can Maddie Cole, who had uh, two doubles, uh, and uh, both of them I thought were going to get out, and they short-hopped the, the fence. But 10-1 to North Branch won my first uh, game, and uh, then they stuck around on my field to play Richmond while St. Clair went over to your field. To play Stevenson. Yeah, and
2: speaking of Claire Borg, she was pitching. She gave up a run in the top of the first, but it didn't really matter because Laney Pavlo, lead-off home run to start the game, second game in a row. Stevenson. And she's not a big girl. No, but just dead center. I went, oh, that's a fly ball. Oh, that's deep. Oh, that's a home run. <laughs> then a ground out. Julia Schwehofer, who I, I went through it, and I think I've seen five or six now St. Clair games, she's hitting like 636 when I'm there. She can hit. She doesn't have a ton of pop, but she is probably the most consistent hitter I've seen all well, year. I, I commented in my three games, she had to
1: see 50 pitches. Mm-hmm. Like every th- three, two. I just said when she comes up, and she just start at three and two, and let's start from there, and and cut about twelve pitches
2: off the at bat. <laughs> yeah, she singled, and then Claire Borg hit a monster bomb again. It, and she doesn't get cheated with her swings. Like we talked about, Allie Shagney in the first segment, Claire Borg also. She's trying to put it over the fence every time she swings. She put it into the woods in the behind the left field. Uh, fence at the St. Clair Little League Park so it's three nothing at the end of one and then Sterling Heights Stevenson scored four runs in the second inning Borg when she's can find the zone pitching she's very effective but sometimes she gets into a little walk trouble because it was walk walk single uh, error single walk and then a, a bases clearing double from Sam Lyle of Sterling Heights Stevenson and yeah, Sterling hyde Stevenson didn't really look back after that point. Uh, St. Clair did take the lead briefly in the bottom of the fourth after a couple walks and a uh, Julia Schwaier for single, and uh, but then in the top of the fifth, it was five more runs for Stevenson. They ended up winning ten to eight again. Uh, Julia Schweighoffer, three for four with three singles. Borg had the two-run home run. Pavlo, uh, one for two with a home run and a pair of walks. She actually got an RBI on the last walk. Uh, the the Saints did bring the winning run to the plate, and Julia Schweighoffer popped out. Claire Borg was waiting on deck, and yeah, you know, if she got up, she was looking to win the game with one swing. But... <laughs> Anyway, 10-8, to 8, Stevenson knocked off St. Clair, so they moved to 1-1, and 1, but you saw a not-official BWAC matchup.
1: Yeah, so here's here's the thing, and again, like we talked about in the first game, you had a 3-2 game, and you got through five. I had a 10-1 game and went seven. You had a 10-8 game. Did you get all the way through? I got
2: six innings in.
1: Six innings. I had an 11 nothing game that went four and a half innings, and we ended – Pretty much the same time that you did, yeah. Because my the first at bats for Richmond, the bottom of the first, went on and on and on and on, and should still be going on, except for a really dumb rule that we'll get to uh, in in just a second. So again, talking to Howard Stewart before the game, and Howard is like, "Well, we've we've split with them this year." He threw Van Scooter the first time. And beat him, and he said, I, I, "I threw my number two girl the next time, and she didn't do so well." I said, "North, she's North Branch can hit, and this is going to be a challenge for her because I'm going to give her another chance against them mm-hmm. today." So Piper Clark got the start. Five scoreless, gave up three hits, no walks, struck out four, and got the uh, the shutout win and Hell got bounce lo- back. Got lots of offense. So Shea Van Scooter comes up first. Pow! Right center field. A moonshot. So, in our first four games, we saw three leadoff home runs. Yeah. All right. It's just an absolute moonshot. Next three hitters get on base. So, the bases are loaded, and Amelia Black rips a single up the middle to score two runs to make the score three to nothing. The, uh, and, and at that point, we're five hitters into the game, and North Branch changed pitchers. Um, they, they took uh, Maya McLean out. They went to um, – Peyton Yens, who had pitched the first game against St. Clair uh, and only gave up a run on four hits and pitched really well in that game. First batter she pitches to, though, against uh, Richmond was uh, Jalen Amadar, and she hit a booming three-run homer to left center field past the scoreboard
2: to make it a 6-0 game is a nice player. Yeah, I liked her in the – I mean, again, it's hard to judge a softball or baseball player on one game, but I liked what I saw out of her in the one game I, uh, against Stevenson.
1: So that was – you know, it, it's 6 nothing, and you're thinking, you know, wow, what's happening here? But then you get a strikeout. There was a single, and then another strikeout. So there's two outs in the inning, and you're thinking, okay, Rich, Richmond has done the, their damage here for this inning. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Shea Van Scooter's coming up for the second time in the inning. Pow, left center field, second home run of the inning. Another no doubt about it. That was the thing, like, no question on any of these home runs. They're, like, just being smashed out of the the ballpark. So now it's a, a seven, or no, now it's eight to nothing. Then they get a single. Then Piper Clark comes up, and she smashes one over the scoreboard for what I think is the fourth home run of the inning. Mm-hmm. And it's now a ten nothing. So I'm like, that's ah, the fourth home run of the game, and it's ten to nothing. And all of a sudden, the umpire calls an out at home plate. It says, "Piper Clark is out." And they he has a discussion with the base umpire, and they finally decided that one run scored on the play because initially he said, "Clark's out, neither run counts." And then it was okay. The hitter is out. One run did score before the out. Mm-hmm. So nine on nothing, a home run. Nine nothing. End of the first, the first inning ends on a home run, where an out gets called, and I I actually had to go to the commercial break so that I could talk to the umpire through the screen and find out what the hell was going on. <laughs> well, it turns out an MHSAA rule is apparently you can't make like the coaches can't make contact with uh, the hitter going around the base. Like he can't high five or, or do anything like that.
2: After a home run. Because who would want to celebrate a home run or congratulate a kid?
1: Yeah, why why would you want in sports to allow anybody to have emotions or to feel good about accomplishing something? Why wouldn't we want to punish that? Didn't know Rob Manfred ran the MHSA, too. I I, I mean, so I I get there's a difference between taunting and between having fun. But
2: there was nothing on this home run that even caught your eye, right?
1: No. There's a home run and they circled around the base and then all of a sudden the inning's over. And I'm like, what What in the world is going on? Why isn't the next hitter coming up? Why isn't it 10 to nothing? And why isn't the next hitter coming up? But, you know, I didn't like the rule. Um, uh, and and quite frankly, I also didn't like North Branch complaining about it. I'll say it. I mean, they're nice people. They treated me well. Uh, they're, they're a good team. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they had a... They ran into a buzzsaw in this game. It happens. Uh, they're going to win more than they lose, uh, and, and and they're going to do this to other teams. But I just, come on. Take your lumps, and the girl hit a home run on you. I just, I, I didn't like it. I don't like the rule. I think it's a dumb rule, and, and I was kind of sour about it.
2: Yeah, I think that kind of falls under, and maybe not the same thing, but, the similar vein of Ferndale holding the ball to stall. It's not against the rules, and the coach is trying to put their team in the best position to win, but you do it and you're like, really? You know what I thought of? I thought of Hatgate.
4: <laughs>
1: I thought yeah. th- this is something that that guy would do, come out and, and complain about about that. But yet, you know, and I should have I should have watched. In the, they hit three home runs in, in the first game. I'd, I'd like to know if those runners all circled the
2: bases without anybody giving them a high five Yeah, or and it's like touching. a high five. Like, I get you don't want someone to get, like, mobbed at home plate halfway down the third baseline before they touch, but, I mean, okay, whatever. It didn't affect the game. It, it still ended up being a big Richmond win.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it, it didn't, but it, I just thought, yeah. It just it bothered me, and when I found out that that's what the rule is, I just kind of thought to myself, what a dumb rule. Anyway, Shea Van Scooter, three for three, three runs scored, three RBIs, two homers in the uh, game, uh, three for three for Piper Clark. She ended up getting a triple instead of a home run. So one run scored, three RBIs in, in the uh, ball game. Uh, Amadar had the home run, drove in uh, three. Amelia Black drove in two runs with uh, her hit. Uh, Two hits and two runs scored for Olivia Toit. Not much going on for for North Branch. They only had three hits in that uh, second game after having 13 hits
2: in their opening game. And then, in game three, North Branch had to get stuck on sports first. First time this has ever happened in any game we've done. So, North Branch goes down in the top of the inning one, two, three. Very quietly. And then... They score, or yeah, then Stevenson scores three runs on Alana Deschetsky to start. A walk, a hit, batter, an error, a strikeout, walked in a run, and then an RBI single. So she only gave up one hit in the first inning, but it's they're down 3 nothing. And North Branch, second inning, you know, they, they threaten, they get a couple, they get the bases loaded, and a pop-out and a strikeout and, and the threat. And then something clicked in Alana Deshatsky's mind where she became untouchable seemingly for the next four innings five innings. So after that RBI single I mentioned, here's what Alana Deshatsky did after that. So with one out in the first inning, she went strikeout, pop out, strikeout, 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 strikeout gave up a single, strikeout, strikeout. Ground out, strike out, pop out, pop out, pop out, ground out, strike out, walk, sack bunt, double play. Pretty good stretch. (laughs) She ended with 10 strikeouts. So North Branch eventually in the fourth inning started to give their pitcher a little offense. In the fourth inning, started off, seemed like a quiet inning. Or rather, this—that's later. So to walk a pop out and then a single with an air, and then Gracie Hyde came up to bat, two RBI double. It's three to two now. We get out of the inning, and this is in the middle of Deschetsky being Nolan Ryan on the mound, <laughs> like un- just could could not be bothered. Then uh, then it goes to the fifth. They push across one more run, so it's three three, and again. No one's touching Deschetsky. And you go to the 7th, and you feel that it's 3-3, three to three, but it, it feels like North Branch's game. In the 7th, the top of the lineup, who up to this point, was 0-9 in the game. The, the first, third, and fifth were all 1-2-3 innings. Uh, Macy Bug, single. Alana Deschetsky, single with an error that moved up the runners. Then a fielder's choice, an RBI walk from Natasha Bickle, and then Jasmine Gurlish with an RBI single. It's now 5 to 3. We're going to the bottom of the 7th. I'm like this is going to be a 3 minute bottom of the 7th. No problem. Deschetsky's given up one or yeah, one hit since the first inning. Like she settled in, she's given up two hits all day. Then Stevenson, lead off walk. You know, all right. Well, eh, that's only her third walk of the day. No problem pop out and you go okay she settled down then a single from the nine hole hitter lindsey lewis another single and i'm like oh this is a game rbi hit by pitch to make it a one run game it's a tough way to get an rbi yeah rbi single from elo rusher and now the game's tied bases are loaded with only one out and you're going Stevenson's about to win this game after not being able to touch a softball for five innings. Then Deschetsky strikes out the cleanup hitter and strikes out Sam Lyle. And you're going, all right, well, we were under the time limit at the time. And you go, 7-7. And we're going to the eighth. And international tiebreaker rules. I said, all right, we'll be right back. Boom. And then during the commercial break, the umpires went, nope, and left. (laughs) <laughs> like, I don't know if the coaches agreed, but, like, there wasn't a discussion. There It was just like, okay, bye. And I got back on. I'm like, well, the umpires are gone, so this game is a tie.
1: Yeah, that's what I, I – because I could see your scoreboard from where I was yeah. at. So I didn't know who was winning because they flip, and I never knew who the home team was. Mm-hmm. But I could see that the scoreboard said 5-5, five, five, and then I see two umpires walking <laughs> past my field going – Okay, they must have reached the time limit and
2: called the game? No. That's all I can figure. No, because I was like, all right, we're in the time limit. Because, again, Deschetsky, those bottom, the bottom of the second through the bottom of the fifth were just like, boom, 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 boom. Quick work. All right, let's get back up to bat. And, yeah, there was time, and everyone around me was like, what's going on? And the thing was, at the time, I know it's 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 – in the grand scheme of things, doesn't really mean much for this tournament. But if St. Clair would have upset Richmond in your game, North Branch or Stevenson could have been tourney champs or would have gone to tiebreakers.
1: Yeah, that that is that is true, but I think Richmond had everything under control. At
2: that point, I think it was a 4-4 game because, well, tell us how you got to that. Well, yeah, Final we, score we was had- a 5-5 five, five tie, the first tie and get stuck on sports history.
1: No, I had a hockey tie. Did you? Yeah. Thumb, Legion, and Marysville played a 2-2 tie.
2: Did you have? Through through overtime. That's right, you did.
1: But it's a little more rare to get one in softball than it is in hockey.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Anyway.
1: (laughs) Anyways, um, yeah, so you you played seven and should have gone extras. We only got six innings in, and I I blame that on Julius Schweighoffer for seeing 70 pitches. And if I'm being honest, I think
2: you should have only went five.
1: Yeah, actually, I I, I, I too thought that the game – was going to be called after the fifth inning, and they went out and they played a sixth inning, um, and which it, it, at the time, Richmond was up by a run, and, and the teams traded runs in the sixth, so Richmond ended up winning by a run seven to six. But they actually got out to a, a 4 nothing lead, and it looked like it might be an ugly game because Richmond got a run in the first without getting a hit. Uh, the, there was a walk. There was an error. And the uh, or a bunt, and then the ball was thrown over the first baseman's head and the runner scored all the way from first um, for a run. And then Van Scooter was pitching, and she struck out the side in the uh, bottom of the first on nine pitches. Strike one, uh, an strike two, strike inning. three, you're out. Strike one, strike two, strike three, you're out. Strike one, strike two, strike three, you're out.
2: Yeah, if, if, you, if you don't know, like in Major League Baseball, they call that an immaculate inning, and it's happened less than there's been perfect games. Yeah. Uh,
1: and then she struck out the side in the second inning as well. So it's still one nothing going into the uh, top of the uh, third inning. And Richmond pushes across three runs to go up 4 nothing. Piper Clark had an RBI uh, single. Lauren Creon knocked in a run uh, with the ground out. And uh, Amelia Black knocked in another run with a base hit. So it's 4 nothing Richmond going into the bottom of the fourth. And the way Van Scooter is pitching, I'm thinking, okay, Richmond's on their way, and and this is going to end up getting ugly, isn't it? Like, St. Clair's done. They've they've played two games today, and they're not into it. Uh, And then all of a sudden, Savannah Clark battled in the bottom of the third and got a leadoff single. Then uh, Pavlo hit a a ground ball back uh, like a bunt back to the pitcher, and Van Scooter picked it up. She looked at first. There was nobody there. She looked to third, there was nobody there, and by the time she looked to to second, and there was nobody there either, the runners were at second and third on a bunt play. So then she gets a strikeout, but then she walks Schweighoffer after about a (laughs) 67-pitch (laughs) at-bat. She's a good hitter, that's what good hitters do. And the bases are loaded, and Claire Borg comes up, and she tries to hit one uh, into the next county on the first pitch and misses. He tries to hit one into the next county on the second pitch and misses. The third pitch is just off the plate, and you hit the big ooh from the Richmond side because they wanted the strike three call that gets them uh, out of trouble. Uh, And it's one and two, and Claire Borg hit an absolute atomic bomb out to left field for a grand slam home run to tie the game. And from that point on, It was like an intense playoff game atmosphere. Richmond uh, was stunned, and St. Clair was revitalized. Like they got a second win. And when
2: you say it was a bomb, like I was sitting, I was in the half inning when I heard the crack, and I looked over, and the ball looked like it was still going up as it passed (laughs) over the fence. Like it was, I was just like, oh my God, who hit that? Then I see 22 rounding the bases. I'm like, oh, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, and then I text over to you, Grand Slam. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know, how far behind the fence is that pavilion?
2: 30 Because it's actually some. like
1: in – it's over the right field fence for your field.
2: Yeah, like 30, 40 feet. Yeah,
1: so the, the, the ball was just absolutely slaughtered. There was a dent in it. <laughs> it had to be. Uh, and, and so now, now you've got a, a, a ball game. Uh, Richmond responded in the top of the fourth – they got a run on an RBI single by, who else, Van Scooter. <laughs> uh, and then in the bottom of the inning, though, Pavlo hits one over the center fielder's head for a stand-up triple. And, like, she gets around the bases. She gets around the bases fast because they got the ball in quickly. And she's standing at third, third base. Uh, and then they get a, the second out of the inning, so a two-out hitter by, who else, Schweighoffer gets the two-out hit to tie the game. At 5-5. Five to five. Then Richmond got a run in the uh, top of the uh, fifth inning uh, on a, actually a bases-loaded walk to, who else? Van Scooter. And you know what? I think they did it on purpose. I think they walked really? her with the bases loaded on purpose. Like not an actual It intention- wasn't an intentional walk. But they said but don't put anything they, over the plate. They, they were like, don't throw a strike, and if she doesn't swing, we'd rather they score one run here than four runs. Now that's getting the treatment. So And that, that made it uh, a 6-5 to five game. And then when St. Clair uh, didn't score in the uh, bottom of the fifth, yeah, I actually thought that we would reach the time limit and they were going to stop the game. But they came out and they warmed up for the uh, the sixth and they, they must have started the sixth with a couple of seconds left.
2: And it was the last game of the day. So if both coaches go, well, okay, what's an extra inning? Yeah.
1: Uh, and nobody seemed to mind. Uh, and Richmond got a run in the top of the sixth on a, uh, an Amelia Black RBI single to go up 7-5. to five. And, and then you're thinking, by this point, Piper Clark was in the game now pitching for um, Richmond. Leadoff hitter Savannah Clark gets a single. Pavlov hits into a fielder's choice. So Clark's out at second, but now you've got a speedy runner on at first. Malcolm grounds out, but this is how fast – Pavlo is. She's at second base, so they only had one play. Shortstop threw over to first. Got the second out. Then you get an RBI single by who else? Schweighoffer mm-hmm. after what else? 10-12 pitch at bat. Uh, and then you get a oh, walk to Claire Borg. They did intentionally walk Claire Borg.
2: That was the smart move. So
1: they, they actually put the tying run at second and the potential winning run at first with that walk. You know, Again, now you know how Howard Stewart wins all the time. Because he's like, okay, yeah, they walked Van Scooter with the base loaded. I'm not giving Claire Borg a chance to hit a two-run home run and beat me in the last thing. The next girl can beat me. And the next girl's good, Maddie Cole. um, And, and in fact, uh, she'd been on three times. She'd walked and hit two singles and and maybe was the most consistent hitter of the day for the Saints, at least in the the games I saw because she had two doubles against North Branch and they only had four hits. But she got called out on a – third strike to end the the game, and that's the reaction. Okay, you can't high-five a kid after a home run, but the pitcher, you know, does the arm, the fist pump after getting the third strike call because they know. They just won an intense yeah. ball game, and the kids all, you know, gather around the mound and do a little cheer, and it's that's fine, which it is, but a hand slap no. around the bases on a home run, this is a sin and, and we have to punish people for it. Dumb. Just dumb. I'm, I'm still sorry. The, the more I think about it, the more sour I get about it. And at least it didn't, have, it didn't affect the
2: outcome of the game.
1: Oh, if it had, I think it would have written a letter to the state calling them <laughs> all sorts of names. and for, telling Or them just saying, whoever that, made this rule, yeah, uh, it is, repeal It's stupid, and this is an abomination. All right. Anyway,
2: I think how I think that was a long-winded segment talking <laughs> about because we saw some good softball Saturday, but we have a really exciting week coming up. Yeah, good schedule coming up, and we'll run through that when we come back.
1: at open eight to six weekdays, nine to
2: three on Saturdays. Michael's your dealer for the people. Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike Guaranteed.
5: On Port Huron Schools.
0: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, the
1: Get Stuck on Sports Tri County Equipment podcast with Dennis and uh, Brady on a Monday. Going a little long here, but it's been worth it. Yeah, we had a lot to talk about. We had a lot to talk about, and we're going to have a lot lot to talk about this week. Yeah, it seems like an easy week with only 11
2: games on the schedule. (laughs) Yeah, and a fun (laughs) one to end it. So, we start off uh, tonight. You're going to have a big BWAC game. We kind of called an audible when we found out that this game was happening tonight. We were originally going to be at Marine City, but we saw Croslex Richmond. We were like, that's going to be a big game in the BWAC. So, sorry, Mariner fans. No, and they're playing Mott. Mott, Yeah. It's like... Cares about Mott. As much as yeah, as much as we love the historic Marine City Warren Mott rivalry, <laughs> um, we're gonna go with Crosley. As much as Coach,
1: Coach Letson is going,
2: how can you miss our game with Mott? It's gonna
1: be I'm yeah. You know, he's going. Thank goodness they're not coming tonight. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, so you'll have that game, and I'll have a. I'll, I'll be at this series all week long, and that's the one thing I like with the one thing I like about the Mac. You like something about the Mac? These three game series. We can see the whole series through and kind of, yeah, get used to things. So, yes, actually, I do like that they do that. So, I'll be at Marysville Northern all week long. Tonight, on Monday, it's at Northern at 4.30. Um, tomorrow, you have Northern softball at Marine City. Over-under on runs on that game that set at, like, 30. Because that's a <laughs> launching pad. Yeah, that's a launching pad and at, both those teams can hit. And I'll have Marysville at Port Huron. So, two really good and that's not a launching pad yeah those teams can hit (laughs) yes and then as I mentioned I'll be at Northern at Marysville both Wednesday and Thursday you will get to see the Saints baseball team at home against Lons Cruz North that should be a fun one
1: yeah that'll be on Wednesday and I might get to see Turner yeah
2: that and this is like you hear me Denny
1: I might get to see Turner. <laughs>
2: that might be the only game that doesn't have two, at least somewhat local teams. Um, and then, like I said, Thursday, Maryville Northern, for me the finale if the weather holds up. You are also at Northern for Port Huron High versus Northern softball. Yeah, I was going to say we're both going to be
1: at the same place uh, covering uh, each event. Uh, PH Northern should actually be a fun softball game. I know both teams are struggling,
2: but you know they'll be excited to play each other, Did, and they can both hit. Didn't those, those two wins against Croslex kind of feel like a sigh of relief for the Huskies? Yeah. Like, they had been in games, and they had been able to hit. They just couldn't pull any out. And to get two one-run wins, that's got to be nice and give them a little confidence.
1: Yeah, especially, that, like I say, the first game started out like, here we go again. They, they, they can't get anybody out in a key situation. They can't get a big hit. They can't make plays. They're kicking the ball around, and then all of a sudden they got a big hit and everything just kind of changed for them for the rest of the day.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Um, And then Friday, New Haven at Port here on softball, you'll be there, and I'll get to see Cardinal Mooney for the first time when they take on Marine City on a Friday afternoon. And then Saturday – All I'm
1: hearing is that Cardinal Mooney team is really good.
2: Yeah, I think they had their first or second loss of the season to Richmond, who is, I believe, really again, good. still undefeated, yeah. if we could ever – Get hands on with baseball and softball yeah so you can't it's hard to track down yeah. anyway uh baseball on saturday only one game instead of six so sorry but we're headed down to detroit to comerica park as marysville takes on anchor bay
1: yeah that's a four o'clock game saturday afternoon there's four games there that day this is the only one though that involves any teams from our area so this is the the one that we were focused on cuz we were talking to the uh, the guy Nick down at Comerica Park to to make the arrangements uh, to get over there and do this game and he's like well did you have any interest in any other games and he, he read them off, and I'm sure they're great matchups, but I don't know anything about Grand Rapids, Catholic, Central, and the other Grand Rapids school that they're playing. <laughs> Nor will I care. <laughs> so we're saying, no, Marysville Anchor Bay is the one we're interested in. So um, I haven't got all the official, official stuff, like where we're supposed to show up, what door, who we're supposed to ask for, yeah.
2: where they're going to put us.
1: But we will be there at Comerica Park. He, he did say that. That isn't going to be an issue.
2: Yeah, so that'll be fun, and we'll both be there. So one a rare two man crew on Get Stuck I'm
1: going to let Brady go because it's Comerica Park, and he's all excited like a little kid. And I don't blame you. Yeah, it's going to be cool. That's actually the one
2: <laughs> one of the few big spots you haven't called a game from. Yeah,
1: I've, I've I did the palace. When that was a thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I've done uh, both Michigan and Michigan State, Chrysler Arena and the Breslin Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, the softball complex at Michigan State, too. I, it's got a name, but I can't think of it yeah. off the top of my head. Done Ford Field. I've done Ford Field. So um, And hockey was either at, uh, well, IMA when I first started out, <laughs> and then it became Pirani, and then they moved it to Plymouth.
2: Yeah. Um so I I've never I never got to do
1: a Joe Lewis or Little Caesars Arena but That's maybe someday.
2: Yeah, well, not a lot of high school stuff or non NHL stuff happens there. Yeah.
1: But yeah, so I didn't get to do a Tiger Stadium game. My brother Steve has got to do all this stuff as a, as an official. Mm-hmm. Uh he did Tiger Stadium and he's done Comerica Park. Do you know you know the movie 61?
2: Yeah, the one about the home run chase. Yeah. Yeah, with uh Marison, Matt, my my
1: knucklehead brother is in two scenes in that movie. (laughs) Really? Yep. Because it was filmed at Tiger Stadium. Billy Crystal was the director, and they filmed it at Tiger Stadium because it was empty. You know, Comerica Park had been built, and it was they could work with it to make it look like Yankee Stadium. Really? (laughs) So he's he's in a scene. So there's a scene where they're arguing in the outfield because a fan has thrown a chair at Mickey Mantle in right field. Uh, and he's uh, he's not the umpire getting yelled at, but he's standing next to that guy with his arms folded listening to the argument. And then in another scene, there's a home run, and it's like a montage scene, and they're running around the bases touching home plate, and he's the home plate umpire, and the guy touches the plate, and then he comes around, and he dusts it off with the little <laughs> brush. So really? he's, he's in two scenes. He was down there for like three days. They paid him like $100 a day or something just to be umpire's. In the thing, because Billy Crystal wanted actual umpires who would know where to stand mm-hmm. and all of that stuff in the film. And <laughs> so that he called up whoever was the scheduler yeah. for umpires at at the time. It, it might have been Mr. Yule. Uh, and, and he said, Yeah, I, I got a crew of guys that know what they're doing, and the, I'll, I'll send them out there for you.
2: That's awesome.
1: <laughs> so he's in the movie 61, and that's, you know, I'm not.
2: <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Anyway, so on that note, again, you'll be at Richmond tonight for a baseball game against Cross Lex. I will be at Northern for game one of the series between the Vikings and the Huskies. And it's going to be a really fun week. And Yeah, we're going to have a lot to talk about come Wednesday.
1: Yep, so keep it tuned here to uh, GetStuckOnSports.com because you know that we're going to be doing all the high school sports because that's what we do.